Hi there, this is Anne Ajade with Dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. We're walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Today, we will look at Life Talks, Lessons on the Highways of Life. What you will find when you drive on the freeway is that there are loads of signs some billboards spread across the whole freeway. Some are just barely legible. Some you can see from afar. And for some, you have to slow down to make out what is written therein. Do you know that life talks daily? Some days, its voice is so loud a deaf man can hear. Some other days, you can barely hear a whisper. But you must hear what life is saying for you to make it through life. My question to you this morning is, are your senses sharpened? Are you even paying any attention? Have you ever bothered to ask yourself what voices govern your life? Why are you in this journey of life? What time is it at your end? Is it morning? Are you in midlife? Or is the sun setting? The Bible says in Psalms 19, 1-4, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet... Their voices go out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. That was Psalm 19, 1-4. And Romans chapter 1, verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Romans 1.20 Proverbs 1.20-21 declares, Out in the open, wisdom calls out aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. Proverbs 1.20-21 I read yet another one. Proverbs 8, 1 to 3 says, Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice at the highest point along the way? Where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates leading to the city, at the entrance she cries out aloud. Listen, my dear friend. There is someone, something speaking to you at every turn in your life. Some lessons I learned just walking the paths. Some are right there at the gates. While some you have to dig through tunnels. As varied as we are, as diverse as we are, what we will find is that God has left for each of us lessons on the freeways of life. Whatever we do, we must pay attention. The billboards of life are just as important as the handbills. Some milestones are legible, 
others have seen better days and so can barely be seen. What you must bear in mind, however, is whether it's written, science, or faded ink on the milestone, we sure need information to grow through life. Sometimes you must run. Other times, walking is just fine. Yet some other time, you must slowly tread. Wherever you are now, my dear friend, you must read the signs, heed the warnings, or you may be sorry. Seeing that there is time for everything under the sun, we must ensure that we do not do in the morning what we should be doing in the evening. I say again to you, my dear friend, pay close attention. Read the signpost in the freeway of your life. Your life guide, the Holy Spirit, is ever so willing to show you what you need to know. Don't ignore him. Embrace him because he holds the signs. He knows the secret. He knows the way and you don't. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hello, this is Anne Ajadi with Dear Anne. And this is the Walk With Me series. You know what? I am having a swell time going through various aspects of life where we get to challenge ourselves to be more like Jesus. I'm finding out that it's not enough to put out the word there. It's what we should be doing as Christians is to actually practice what we preach. In other words, walk walk the talk i tell you if we attend to these words at the end of the day we'll be better people we'll be better christians we'll be better representatives of christ our lord today we'll be looking at there is no shortcut with god you just have to go through the process and we'll look at it through a very familiar story. The sons of Zebedee, two brothers who were close to Jesus, who had been called by Jesus. They had a family business. They were working for their father. And then Jesus came and called them. They followed Jesus. And at some point, their mother thought, okay, now. We have to make our move. You know what? Don't let me jump ahead of myself. Let's go. Bible says that going on from there, that's talking about Jesus now. He saw two other brothers. He had been calling people to follow him. And in this case, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and they followed him. That account is found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 21. Mark, the book of Mark repeats the same story and, you know, adds a little more detail for us. You know, because 
these two young men had followed Jesus. So it's, it's a given that Jesus will know the family. Because if my boys are following you, obviously you will know that I exist. They will tell stories of me and their father and all of that. So Jesus knew her well. The whole family were now his family. The day he saw them, the willingness was outstanding. Because all they did, was they did as soon as Jesus said, follow me, they just left everything and followed him. They had a family business and they left it all to follow Jesus. The matriarch of the family, that's their mother now, must be a thinker and a planner. Because she looked into the future, did her calculations and decided at some point, I'm just going to act. She must have thought to herself, my two sons have abandoned the family business to follow this man. I have to do something about sorting out their future. And from, I mean, watching Jesus, he, it was apparent that he was a powerful man. It was apparent he had connections. He was, he was hobnobbing with the high and mighty, with the low and lowly. And from the way he had been dealing with her boys, she was sure he liked them. She knew they found favor with him because he took them to his private meetings, changed their names, renamed them, renamed their, changed their destinies, signified that he planned to take them with him for the long haul. As the journey through every day, Jesus confided in them boys. Bible says in Matthew 26, 37 to 38, he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. To the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. These young men were Jesus' friends. He told them he was vulnerable with them. Obviously, when they get home, they, I'm sure they will tell their mother or at least hint their mother what was, how their day had been. So, Mama had information. She studied him well. She studied Jesus well. She knew his needs. She followed him around even at his lowest times. And she knows him well. The truth is women know things. His need was worship. Hey, she knew how to worship. And her motive, she had a plan. Her motive, her agenda was to secure a future for her boys. Bible records in Matthew 20, 22. 20 to 23, then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling down, she asked a favor of him. Jesus asked, asked him, what, what asked her, what is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right, the other at your left hand in your kingdom. Hey, Jesus answered. Say, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom my father had, whom they have been prepared by my father. You know, there was this woman comes, she goes, look, ah, these my children have been following you since, so how about we cut, out, cut a deal? Let's secure their place. 
Jesus answered, what you are looking for is in God's hands. Bible says in the book of Psalms that promotion belongs to God. Promotion comes from God. It does not come from man. So no matter how you scheme your way, organize yourself, arrange yourself, position yourself, it is still in God's hands. It is in God's hands to promote. It is in God's hands to give or take life. The issue here is Jesus was a man, all right, but he was also God, and God sees. He saw through man's heart. He saw the motives, and in the case of this madam, who, by the way, knew her destiny was tied to those of her two boys, her motives were, of course, she was doing a good thing with a not-so-good heart. Trust the master. Trust master Jesus. He put everything in their proper perspective. The boys, through their mama's calculations, incurred the indignation of fellow disciples. Thinking about it, they must have been in on the whole thing. Letting their mother do the presentation must have been calculated to give their matter some more credence. My dear friend, how many times have you worshipped so that you could present your request to God? Like this woman, you understand you cannot just throw in your request at him. You understand that you ought to worship. Or in today's practice, sing a few solemn songs. Wait for a somber time and slot in the very reason for which you came in the first place. How so, you may ask. Money. Sometimes we give to impress God enough to grant the request. We may even pray and fast. All the 40, 70, 100 day fast. Why are you fasting? The truth is, when you listen to people talk about what they did, it's almost like they think that all those acts pay God. In other words, they have to do some good acts so that God can be impressed with them. The truth is, he died, Jesus died when we were nothing, when we didn't even know we were sinners. He already died. He already loved us. So we can't do enough to impress him. So, you are not fasting, you know, when you listen to some testimonies, oh, I fasted for 100 days and then I told God, come on now, come on. First, must know this, God is not your mate. And God sees through everything. He sees our motives. Bible says that darkness and light is the same to God. So, what's my point? What do I want to say to you today? Know this, that there is no shortcut with God. And every time you go, come to God, do not seek to lord it over your fellow man. Let God lift you. Watch your motives. Tell yourself the truth. Stop manipulations. Love, serve, give, fast, pray, whatever, for the sake of the kingdom of God, not for your belly's sake. And when the kingdom comes first to you, all you are scheming for will automatically follow you. Stop looking for shortcuts, my dear friend. Because in God, there is no shortcut. You must go through the process, get rid of the junk, and clean up your heart. This is an Ajadi. By the way, Walk With Me is a 100-day journey that we have. There's a book that is so titled. It's available on Amazon. 
authored by Anna Jadi. There's another book, You Will Marry Well. That one is on marriage. There's God's Lady in Waiting. It's on the book of Esther. Heart Matters, Life Matters. It's, you know, wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And there's strength for the journey. Have you ever had some rough times in life? Strength is what you need. Have a good day. Hello, this is Anne Ajadi with Dear Anne. And this is the Walk With Me series. You know what? I am having a swell time going through various aspects of life where we get to challenge ourselves to be more like Jesus. I'm finding out that it's not enough to put out the word there. It's what we should be doing as Christians is to actually practice what we preach. In other words, walk, walk the talk. I tell you, if we attend to these words, at the end of the day, we'll be better people, we'll be better Christians, we'll be better representatives of Christ our Lord. Today, we'll be looking at there is no shortcut with God. You just have to go through the process. And we'll look at it through a very familiar story. The sons of Zebedee. Two brothers who were close to Jesus, who had been called by Jesus. They had a family business. They were working for their father. And then Jesus came and called them. They followed Jesus. And at some point, their mother thought, okay, now we have to make our move. You know what? Don't let me jump ahead of myself. Let's go. Bible says that going on from there, that's talking about Jesus now, he saw two other brothers. He had been calling people to follow him. And in this case, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and they followed him. That account is found in Matthew. Chapter 4, verse 21. The book of Mark repeats the same story and, you know, adds a little more detail for us. You know, because these two young men had followed Jesus, so it's, it's a given that Jesus will know the family. Because if my boys are following you, obviously you will know that I exist. They will tell stories of me and their father and all of that. So, Jesus knew her well. The whole family were now his family. The day he saw them, the willingness was outstanding. Because all they did, was, they did, as soon as Jesus said, follow me, they just left everything and followed him. They had a family business and they left it all to follow Jesus. The matriarch of the family, that's their mother now, must be a thinker and a planner. Because she looked into the future, did her calculations and decided at some point 
I'm just going to act. She must have thought to herself, my two sons have abandoned the family business to follow this man. Ah, I have to do something about sorting out their future. And from, I mean, watching Jesus, he, it was apparent that he was a powerful man. It was apparent he had connections. He was, he was hobnobbing with the high and mighty, with the low and lowly. And from the way he had been dealing with her boys, she was sure he liked them. She knew they found favor with him because he took them to his private meetings, changed their names, renamed them, renamed their, changed their destinies, signified that he planned to take them with him for the long haul. As the journey through every day, Jesus confided in them boys. Bible says in Matthew 26, 37 to 38, he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. These young men were Jesus' friends. He told them he was vulnerable with them. Obviously, when they get home, they, I'm sure they will tell their mother or at least hint their mother what was, how their day had been. So, Mama had information. She studied him well. She studied Jesus well. She knew his needs. She followed him around even at his lowest times. And she knows him well. The truth is, women know things. His need was worship. Hey, she knew how to worship. And her motive, she had a plan. Her motive, her agenda, was to secure a future for her boys. Bible records in Matthew 20, 20, 20 to 23, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons. And kneeling down, she asked a favor of him. Jesus asked, asked him, what, what asked her, what is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right, the other at your left hand in your kingdom. Hey, Jesus answered. Say, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom my father had whom they have been prepared by my father. You know, there was this woman comes, she goes, look, ah, this is my children, I've been following you since, so how about we cut, out, cut a deal? Let's secure their place. Jesus answered, what you're looking for is in God's hands. Bible says in the book of Psalms that promotion belongs to God. Promotion comes from God. It does not come from man. So no matter how you scheme your way, organize yourself, arrange yourself, position yourself, it is still in God's hands. It is in God's hands to promote. It is in God's hands to lead, give or take life. The issue here is Jesus was a man, all right, but he was also God, and God sees it's all through man's heart. He saw the motives, and in the case of this madam, who, by the way, knew her destiny was tied to those of her two boys, her motives were, of course, 
She was doing a good thing with a not so good heart. Trust the master. Trust master Jesus. He put everything in their proper perspective. The boys threw their mass calculations in cure the indignation of fellow disciples. Thinking about it, they must have been in on the whole thing. Letting their mother do the presentation must have been calculated to give their matter some more credence. My dear friend, how many times have you worshipped so that you could present your request to God? Like this woman, you understand you cannot just throw in your request at him. You understand that you ought to worship. Or in today's practice, sing a few solemn songs. Wait for a somber time and slot in the very reason for which you came in the first place. How so, you may ask? Money. Sometimes we give to impress God enough to grant the request. We may even pray and fast. All the 40, 70, 100 day fast. Why are you fasting? The truth is, when you listen to people talk about what they did, it's almost like they think that all those acts... Pay God. In other words, they have to do some good acts so that God can be impressed with them. The truth is, He died. Jesus died when we were nothing, when we didn't even know we were sinners. He already died. He already loved us. So we can't do enough to impress Him. So you are not fasting, you know, when you listen to some testimonies, oh, I fasted for 100 days and then I told God, come on now, come on. First, must know this. God is not your mate. And God sees through everything. He sees our motives. Bible says that darkness and light is the same to God. So, what's my point? What do I want to say to you today? Know this, that there is no shortcut with God. And every time you go, come to God, do not seek to lord it over your fellow man. Let God lift you. Watch your motives. Tell yourself the truth. Stop manipulations. Love, serve, give, fast, pray, whatever, for the sake of the kingdom of God, not for your belly's sake. And when the kingdom comes first to you, all you are scheming for will automatically follow you. Stop looking for shortcuts, my dear friend. Because in God, there is no shortcut. You must go through the process, get rid of the junk, and clean up your heart. This is Anne Ajadi. By the way, Walk With Me is a 100-day journey that we have. There's a book that is so titled. It's available on Amazon, authored by Anne Ajadi. There's another book, You Will Marry Well. That one is on marriage. There's God's Lady in Waiting. It's on the book of Esther. Heart Matters, Life Matters. It's, you know, wisdom from the book of Proverbs, and there's strength for the journey. Have you ever had some rough times in life? Strength is what you need. Have a good day.